Podcasters Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. In my darkness, set me free. And I hear the Spirit calling me. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman of Westside Christian Fellowship. Because pastoring can be difficult, challenging, and exhausting, Pastors Unplugged is specifically designed to encourage those in pastoral ministry. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pastors Unplugged. Okay, here we go with another episode of Pastors Unplugged. Uh, this question has came in quite a bit over the years, and it goes something like this. How transparent should I be? Or how how should I set boundaries? And I'm assuming they're talking about with the congregation, um, with others, their ministry, how tax how taxing it can be, how many hours, how do I set these boundaries, and and how transparent should I be? In other words, um, what do I share to the congregation, maybe in sermons or different things? But let's try to tackle these these both uh, quickly. And I don't think this is going to take a lot of time. Uh, there's obviously lots of scripture references we could talk about as far as uh, utilization of time, good stewardship, and things like that. But for the sake of time, let's talk about first boundaries. And the hard part for a pastor is, depending, of course, on the size of the church and the pull of the ministry, kids at home, or are they are they gone? Um, or how many helpers does do they have? I mean, there's so many different things, but boundaries involve this to me, in my opinion. If anything begins to interfere with those things that God has called me to, I definitely have to place some boundaries around those. So for example, um, the primary goal of a pastor, as we know in the word of God says to be about the word of God and prayer and studying of his word, and then you go and you feed the people, so to speak, God's word. So with that being one of the priorities, also then being a, a husband and a father and uh, being involved in the home community, and a lot of my heroes, you know, from A.W. Tozer uh, to George Whitfield, uh, they were, you know, mighty, men's, mighty men in the pulpit, but not, um, they lacked somewhat in the family area. Now, granted, it's a hard balance to find because like Billy Graham was gone for months at a time and God has us in different seasons. God has us at different callings. You know what Whitfield did and where he traveled and I think he crossed the Atlantic. I don't know how many times, almost, almost a dozen times in 30 years, maybe six, seven, eight times. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, and A.W. Tozer was just pursuing God. And I think his wife said, I know Tozer loves God, but I don't know if he loves me. And any of the, any of the type A driven pastors can relate to that. Um, and there's going to be challenges on both sides because those who are maybe like the Tozer, the Whitfield or the type A and workaholic and things like that, that's going to be a neglected area that you have to work on. However, on the flip side is what I call the, uh, not the lazy pastor, but the, uh, just kind of you know, mediocre, uh, type B or C or D. I'm not sure exactly what the types are, but with them, they're, they're not motivated to work. They're not motivated to put in a lot of effort. And so, um, under the banner of family time, they're going to be spending too much time at home, too much time with the family. And that's not healthy either. So it, that's why it's hard to put 
um, put all of this under one statement or one principle because there's so many different things. I think a person can be much more active when their kids are out of the house and they can do ministry together with their spouse. But I think when there's a lot of kids at home, for example, I have five kids at home. Our associate pastor has five kids at home. You know, that's got to be a focus because we've only got a few more years left with them and then they're gone. Um, So back to the question, you have to set boundaries around things that are going to pull away from that, from the family, from the uh, doing the things of the ministry, from the preaching and the studying of God's word. Now, here's a biggie for me. And again, we're all created different is my only time really with God, the precious life changing time with God that where I God loads the prayer closet where my sermons come from really the prayer closet. I'm only going to get that time between three thirty, three forty five in the morning till about seven, maybe six thirty right now with our youngest two and a half year old waking up and I go and get her around six thirty. So once that's over, that's over. So I'm not going to be a social butterfly as much as others. You know, if I'm doing this on a Monday night, then my Tuesday morning is going to suffer. And then I've got a Wednesday night event. Then my Thursday morning is going to suffer. Then I got to out doing this on Friday. Then my Saturday morning is going to suffer. And, um, you know, up late Sunday night, then my Monday morning is going to suffer. So, you know, I have to have that time in that that's who I am. That's what God has created me to do. That's my main priority. So I'm obviously going to come across as not as social as others or, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, but I, I've got to guard that time because if I don't, it's not going to happen. And before I know it, three, four mornings slip by and I'm just out of sync with God. So I've got to set those boundaries uh, with not going to bed as late as other people, not being as active socially as other people, but that fits my calling, what he's called me to do. Other pastors or leaders might have a different type of calling. So that's one set of boundaries I have to have there. And it goes with my personality, of course. But then you also have the Twitter Bing, bing, bing's on your phone and Instagram, bing, 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 messenger on Facebook. And then you've got, uh, yeah, Facebook messenger and all these things just, just vying for your time where people can just really get you, uh, communicate with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And 25 years ago or so, it wasn't like that. If you didn't catch the pastor in his office, you know, that you might catch him at home, but other than that, there's no cell phone. So it was a much more laid back life. They weren't so fast paced. So I think guarding that time as well. Um, I have somebody helping with social media. I don't check that very often. Uh, I maybe get to text messages, you know, of course throughout the day, but sometimes let it go for a day or two. And uh, you just got boundaries around those areas. And, and you know what those boundaries are. Uh, those boundaries that will take you away from your main priority. And so then it goes to family life. Now, there's never a perfect balance. Sometimes I'm just way too involved in ministry, my family's suffering. But there's other times where I could be more involved in ministry and uh, the ministry suffering. So it's a constant act of of juggling priorities. And But for me, setting boundaries would be, uh, you know, okay, certain nights we're going to have family dinner. We're going to have family time. No, we can't have people over all the time. Are you going over there all the time, even with sports, um, those kids who are, who excel, you know, a lot of people get their kids into sports and travel ball, whether it's soccer, baseball, football, gymnastics, you know, you name it. Uh, and they're busy, 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 busy. So trying to set boundaries there too, wanting our kids to be active and learn how to compete in a healthy environment and stay active. I think bodily exercise and staying active is very important. So in a nutshell, you have to figure out, okay, 
what are the top, you know, two, three, four, five things that I know I need to do? I need to be in the word. I need to be in prayer. I need to be uh, in fellowship with other believers. I need to be going to a study. Possibly I need to have a healthy marriage and I need to spend significant time in, with God preparing my heart as I prepare sermons. And so you have to set boundaries and uh, you're not going to look. It's funny that people think pastors should look just like everyone else. And we don't, there's just not going to, you're not going to resemble uh, the average person because your lifestyle is completely different. They're off on the weekends. You're not. Uh, many of my friends have three day weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sundays. I don't, I mean, you know, it's never ending. And then it takes a lot of time depending on your sermon prep. I know John MacArthur can take up to tw- 20 hours a week too. And that's all he really focuses on. I know other pastors, uh, friends of mine, churches, you know, mega churches where they can't, they don't do ma- what they call it, uh, Mary and Barry. Uh, weddings and funerals, all their, all their, all they can really do is devote their time to the preaching and teaching of God's word. And, you know, you do get to a spot where if a church grows and you've got to really narrow your focus to prayer nights and worship mornings and, and special events and revival type services and God getting your heart right and preaching, whether it's two, three, four times a week and, you know, have those boundaries in place. So it does take a little bit of effort and, you're going to have to tell people no. I know that's difficult because, you know, in, in over a decade of pastoring now, uh, you know, you get labeled. Well, Shane's not very sociable. Um, they don't, they're kind of um, closed off. Uh, what's some other ones out there? Oh, he's unapproachable. You know, it's like, well, how, how do you, I mean, we've got a lot of people come to our church. I've lived in my area all of my life. I mean, it, it's just, you just can't be at 12 different spots at once. So on one hand, you want to learn from that and you want to be approachable. Anybody can call the office, say, I need to talk to Pastor Shane and I will get back to them. I don't can't think of any time where I never have. Now, if it's something that requires a deacon or elder, something, you know, what well, might have other people call them. Uh, and yeah, I can't respond to everything on social media. I can't. So it's not that a person's unapproachable. Uh, pastors are very approachable, but they also have to be guarded. Uh, they also have to have... Uh, like Billy Graham had a good policy, you know, you never alone with other women, uh, financial integrity and, and things like that. And so, um, setting boundaries, take it to the Lord and say, okay, what are the areas I have to work on? Again, type A people step on the gas pedal. People are going to have to kind of just back off a little bit and be a little bit more, um, more, uh, balanced. And then those who are too balanced, you know, too social, too aloof, too, I'm trying to think of that right word. I can't, I can't really think of right now, but it's that word where, uh, lackadaisical, that's my word, lackadaisical pastor. That's lackadaisical. Just, you know, they're always doing stuff with people. They're always in home group meetings. They're always, but their, pa- their sermons are not on fire. They're not spending a lot of time with God. So that person's gonna have to make different changes. So it just really depends on where you're at. And then following onto that question, how transparent should I be? Well, that's kind of a no brainer. Because you should be transparent enough that you can get your points across to let people know that you also struggle, but also you have to be guarded enough to where, you know, people can't use it against you. And, and, you know, if you open up too much and you just get, you walk up to the pulpit and start crying, my marriage is in shambles. What am I going to do? And, and then that people come up and they comfort you. And I mean, that's, that's not, you know, that, (laughs) that's going to be difficult uh, to, to lead and, and shepherd in that type of emotional state. 
However, you can't open up, you know, we've had challenges before in our marriage. Here's what some of them were, or I've challenged, I've been, you know, struggling with this in the past and with addiction or, uh, uh, just whatever it is, you know, transparency can be very healthy. Got to be careful though. And then there's other, you know, I know well-known pastors who don't really say anything. You don't know, do they struggle with anything at all? I think at least people with the impression that these guys walk on water, you know, they're really close to Jesus. They don't struggle with anything. What's wrong with me? But when you can tell a person, Hey, I've struggled with pride too. You know, it's an ongoing battle. I mean, come on. All we're doing is really being honest. And here's how I deal with it. Spending that time with God in the morning, trying to stay humble and broken, apologetic, teachable. Uh, And I can struggle with anxiety and fear too right now in these dire times. Look what we're going to leave for our children. And, but here's how I deal with it. Or talk about my past. My past is not real uh, pretty and how it really hurt me in a lot of areas, but God brought the prodigal son home and I can relate when the, the, the children are, are acting up and it's, and you kind of lash out sometimes and, and say things with the wrong tone. And, and so I think it's good to be transparent. My rules uh, would be pretty simple. I wouldn't be overly transparent all the time because then you're just, you know, you, you, there's no backbone. There's no uh, there's no fortitude. There's no strength. Uh, the leader that people are looking to is always crumbling under the weight of pressure, always up there crying, can't get their life together. I mean, that's that person probably should t- take a step back for a season. Um, so you want to just, when it's applicable, when it's relevant with the sermon, and also for those who aren't transparent, you might want to ask yourself why why aren't I transparent? A lot of times it's because of pride. You know, I, I don't want to admit that I might have challenges here and there. I mean, I've got it all together. I'm a pastor. Pastors never, the definition of a pastor, obviously you can look at Timothy and, and Titus and the guidelines and um, what, what the qualifications are, but it doesn't mean that they don't struggle through those qualifications. They, they you know, one example is they rule their house well. Well, that doesn't mean they're going to have perfect children. They could actually have a couple rebellious children, but it's how it's, how are they handling those kids? God is the greatest father and he has rebellious children. Uh, what about is, is hospitable, not easily angered, uh, doesn't have a temper, not hot headed. But what about sometimes on certain days when you're not any of that? And so I think that's, uh, people do appreciate my transparency. And sometimes I think I open up too much. Uh, but now also, if you're going to use a marriage illustration, Make sure you talk with your spouse, make sure they're on board. Um, You know, hey, we're going through a real difficult season right now in our marriage. You say that from the pulpit, all kinds of things are going to get ready for the gossip mill to start. So you don't want to talk to your spouse, explain it. You know, sometimes I'll say we got in a conflict last week over family coming into town. Here's how we resolved it. And, And my kids really don't like to be mentioned too much. So I have to talk with them first too, because remember, you don't want to hurt your family while you're helping others. It's, it's really, that's really the key as well. So hope that helps you set boundaries in your ministry. And you do have to put, I mean, I think it was D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. If you haven't read Preachers and Preaching, read it. I try to read it once every couple of years. Preachers and Preaching, D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. Love his last, last chapter is my favorite on the empowerment of the spirit. But in that book, he talks about the fact that you have to safeguard your mornings. Without a shadow of a doubt, you have to safeguard your mornings. Now people say, well, I'm not a morning person. Okay. I mean, 
but you should become one. David said, I sought him in the morning. Jesus went up out early in the morning. The reason is that's, that's where the freshness of the day is at. That's where the priority of the day is at. Anytime I've got a late night and I'm sleeping in, I miss that freshness. I miss that opportunity. So, um, that'd be my closing advice on that. Also, keep in mind that nobody does this perfectly. I struggle finding boundaries. I struggle with transparency. Um, And it is hard. You know, you want to be more social, but you know your social life, my social life is going to affect my preaching. It's going to affect my prayer life. And then ultimately, it's going to affect my family life. And so... I have to, you know, set boundaries there that are, that are best for me. So don't let others control you. Don't let others set your boundaries. Don't let others, you know, push, push, push. Uh, you don't have to get back to everyone on email. You don't have to get every back to everyone on text. You just, you know, you have boundaries there, uh, that are very healthy. I would even suggest one day a week, you shut off your phone, talk to your spouse. And I wish we could get back to that. Uh, we had a, when we are, and we are, we started the church on Saturdays, we took Sundays completely off and I really miss that. Uh, no phone, nothing, just time with the family. And then once we went to Sunday, it was hard to take Mondays off because, you know, it's Monday. We got things to do. My wife's got her phone on. We're running the kids around at gymnastics or baseball. I'm trying to get some things done. The church is open sometimes. And so, you know, it's just, it gets hard, but they, we got to get to that point of, of just taking that day off. I still do it. I still take my, my day off usually with no texting and email. And that that's one way to set boundaries. Uh, people know you can't always get right back to them. If, I mean, if you've got, you know, I don't even, I, I don't even know right now how many people call Westside Christian Fellowship, their home church, you know, well over a thousand you know, would say that they, they attend Westside Christian Fellowship fairly regularly. So how do you get back to all the people? How do you get back living here in my community? I know well over a thousand people in my community uh, who don't go to our church and probably half of them uh, want to communicate sometimes. They need help. They need questions. They need a contractor. They need a roofer. They need to know where to, uh, you know, because I used to be in construction. If I know a good concrete company or uh, can you, can I need some prayer? Can you help me? Um, can you visit my grandma in the hospital? My mom in the hospital, she's really searching God. I, I don't go to church, but I need to. And are you open to meet with me? And so outside the church, it's, it's very active as well. Obviously the church, the, the body of believers is the priority, but outside of that, you definitely want to, you know, have another area, other areas of ministry as well. So hope that helps. We'll talk to you on the next episode. additional support, you can visit my website, shaneidleman.com, where I will also write about many of the topics that we will be discussing. Sermons and free downloads of my books are also available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. 
El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.